that guy ain't shit. Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where are the stars of this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. BigKevsGeekStuff.com You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! job on the theme song out of the gate i think it's a nice piece of music yeah i don't know if i'll ever watch the show but it's a nice piece of music yeah i'm i'm thinking i mean i'll i'll probably watch the show <laughs> but it's just gonna be a while right yeah i was gonna say yeah maybe i'll watch it when it goes uh if there's someplace a, if there's else. a blu-ray to buy down the line yeah. if there is a itunes digital version to buy down the line yeah i'm, I'm not buying I'll ponder cbs it all access yep. uh you and and many other people yeah uh but we'll get into well, we'll the many get other what many other people did apparently yes. uh, as well. So uh, this is, of course, uh, Geek Stuff episode four hundred and sixty-eight. We're calling this one. Uh, it's a very original title. Uh, we've probably used it eleven times. The road to New York Comic Con because next week is in fact New York Comic Con. Of course, Big Kev uh, not with us this evening. Um, I hear <laughs> was a scary pause there for a second. That, uh, He's not with us. Well, you know, I, I was, no I was thinking, excuse. I was thinking like, do I really want to share what it is he's doing? But I don't know that he'd be upset if I told everybody that, He's uh he's at home perfecting recipes for uh for eat stuff is, right. is what he's doing. And I don't think uh, he'd be embarrassed by that. Uh, I hear he bought a Big Mac um and plans on serving <laughs> that at New York Comic Con. So visit the booth, see Big Kev. I will not be there sadly. PK hopefully will be there for a little bit, maybe, yeah? Uh potentially, yeah. yeah. We'll take uh take a little uh little stroll in there, we'll see what happens. Nice. Yeah, I will be uh I will be away uh uh for this uh for this near year's New York Comic Con. I have a wedding to attend. It is a destination wedding that yeah. is taking me away. I'm not complaining. I'm going to be, you know, on the beach somewhere. So yeah, so. You, I, I would, I would hold this against you. That how dare you? I can't believe yeah. it. The, the 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 New York geek event of the year. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're tropical fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be drinking rum runners while I you're battling bo. I can't so. fault you. I can't fault you. <laughs> but uh, it should be a lot of fun. Here's the fun thing. Um, we have a table. Yep. Or a booth or whatever the hell they call it now. Yep. Um, I can't, a locale. I can't tell you where it is because I honestly don't know the answer to that question. I don't know what the booth number is. Mm. Um, there's a lot of mystery. Do we, uh, we, have we gotten that, that information um, yet even? 
I think so, but Maybe. I think it may have changed, ah, which is why okay. we didn't announce it originally, because that that's happened to us. There was one year where we paid for a bunch of <clears throat> um, promotional items with a booth number on it, and then they changed the booth number. Oh. So that was fun. Um, so no, we did not announce the booth number because I think it may have changed, but we will have it. It'll be up on Facebook, up on our website, and up on social media as soon as we can confirm what that is. But we will have a booth. We will be there. So make Can't sure you... Uh, you come hang out and say hello. And if I do show up, if you see me on Saturday, I, uh, I'll have magical goodies on me. So uh, maybe for, uh, for laughs and shits and giggles or uh, for uh, – can, can we hawk it for donations? I'll, yeah, I'll, yes, you can. I'll, I'll amaze you with something if, uh, if uh, the space and time allows. PK is going to make all of your money disappear. Come by the Big Gift yep. Stuff booth, <laughs> <laughs> whatever booth number that is. Um, we will have some amazing uh, raffles this year again. Um, I know two items that I can confirm and a third item I don't want to confirm just yet, but one of the items is an amazing preacher statue. Um, it's, it's a gorgeous statue and it was donated to us by a fan of the show. Um, and you know what, um, to this fan, you know who you are, you know, that we are forever, uh, grateful for you, for you, but I always feel weird about like giving up those people's names because maybe for some reason they want to keep it on the yeah. down low. Yeah. So for the person who it is, we are forever grateful and we will thank you in person like we do whenever we see you. So thank you very much for that. Um, the other, uh, we what, also have a there, premium. There's, there is a rule with that though. The person who wins that statue does have to pass it on to PK. Yes, uh, that's right. I think we established that. That's uh, right. Yeah. It's it's a, <clears throat> it's a chain of command. Yeah. Uh, it's it just, it's an assembly line is really what it is. You get to hold it. You get to hold it for a couple minutes. Um, we also have um, a very, um, important historical piece to this show. Oh, being raffled off at this year's uh, New York Comic Con. We are going to be raffling off a sideshow premium format Buffy statue. <laughs> the Buffy statue. The Buffy statue. The Buffy statue <laughs> is being raffled off this year. So if you're a Buffy fan, you're definitely going to want to get in on That's that. That's a hell of a prize right there. That is a hell that, of a prize. I can't fathom that is uh, it fetches a, a pretty an, penny. An inexpensive piece right there. It is. It is not long an expensive piece. Yes. So uh, so that will be there as well, and like and I said, one other big piece. That's one of. The, that's a very early premium format too. Like it is. It, it is am, very early among. Uh, dare I say it's among the first that they were doing, uh, or were they? You know, were they doing? I, I think many it, premium formats. I I think it was probably one of the originals. I would say in the top ten, maybe fifteen, wow. maybe even less than that. To be honest with you, I know Vader. I'm pretty sure Vader was before Buffy. All right, right, but right. Buffy was pretty because if you remember. Or if you don't remember, I'll give you a little sideshow That's history. Like Ten years old too. One of uh, one of sideshow's main licenses at the time was Buffy. Um, right. They had a huge the twelve inch twelve inch line. Great. I mean, there was like thirty figures in the twelve inch line. I had all those at one point in time yep. too. Um, you know, between Buffy and Angel, um, yeah, the, I, the, I want to say there was. 30 figures. I forget. Did um, they do spike variants or did they just include different heads with spike on the statue on the, on the figure on the figure? The there were variants. There okay. were three different spike figures. There was a uh, spike in the trench coat. Mm-hmm. There was spike in the Hawaiian shirt. Right. And then there was spike in the trench coat with vampire head. Right. Okay. And then, um, and actually they did a variant on the spike premium format statue, vampire or non-vampire. And I think there was a second version of the Buffy premium format that they eventually released as well in the pants and red coat. <laughs> this is not that version. This is the uh, black dress 
uh, version. Yes. That is being raffled off. So, uh, yeah, so that's very exciting. You should stop by the booth. We are still accepting donations. Of course, you can go over to uh, PayPal and uh, send a donation directly to the show by uh, using BigKevsGeeStuff at gmail.com to do that. Or you can use the PayPal button directly on the website. Thank you to the people who have already uh, donated. A couple of you, um, I recognize you are you are loyal you are loyal uh, supporters. One of my most favorite listeners ever uh, uh, donated. Um, and I could give up this guy's name because it's a code name. Uh, Sergey, one of my favorite callers as well, <laughs> yes. was one of our donators so far this year. So, Sergey, thank you to you and your entire family. Is, is this the uh, awesome. super fan, Sergey, we had a recent <laughs> voicemail from? It is. It is. <laughs> yes. It is. Um, that guy and his entire family, some of the nicest people, most awesome. supportive people I've ever met. They're really <laughs> awesome people. So uh, so thank you and, and to the other gentlemen as well um, and uh, the, the lady <laughs> as well. I think there was three or four that came in last week. So thank you to everybody who has done that. We really, really thank appreciate you, thank it. You. Um, and with that, I think we can move forward with you know the actual show. Yeah, why not? This evening. We, we, I guess we could do that. Um, we could jump right back into Discovery since yeah. we kind of started with that. Yep, yep. Um, so Star Trek Discovery uh, premiered on CBS All Access, was it last week? Um, I think there are two or three episodes up already. Is that yeah. correct? Uh, that I'm not sure of. I, I think it's I, two. I know they there there was a, a heaping amount of confusion, at least in uh, some in Twitter, largely in the, uh, the Facebook threads about Discovery. Um, people expecting this to be a broadcast show because apparently they aired the first episode on the broadcast channel in some way. People were able to see it or possibly see it on demand. I'm not maybe on demand. Sure, exactly I don't think what they happened. Aired it. Uh, but there are a number of people number of people that have it on their DVRs yeah. and whatnot. So. I, you know, the, so this this set an impression for a lot of folks out of the gate. Like, oh yeah, this is a new CBS show, and those a lot of those people in the threads are are now joining the already unhappy camp of I'm not going to pay to watch a broadcast show, right? Um, and now here are people are like, oh cool, new show. Wait, I got to fucking pay? Yeah, I'm not paying. Fuck, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So. It, just just further knocks in uh, in this whole thing but uh but they're not feeling it according to the the article that we have here yeah, which is good it, i mean it's un- it's unfortunate because i hear that the show is very good i hear that it is the trekkiest show in a long time yep. um i hear that the cast is phenomenal but uh and the article that we have here is saying that cbs all access saw a record number of new subscriptions yes. upon the well no shit yeah, of course it did. It's the article plays it almost like it's a surprise, and, yeah. and a lot of reactions are like, "Oh, this, this is fantastic!" We weren't, right. and they're like a tone of like we weren't expecting this, but like, what were you expecting? Right? People weren't going to jump on board a month ago to to pay before the damn thing hits that everybody's waiting for. So of course you're going to see that spike. Right. There's no surprise here. My concern is that it's just not going to be enough to sustain it long term. The longevity of that. I, I mean, sure they've got this great spike and a, and a huge influx of the cash out of the gate. Are they going to keep it? Is the well, question, and, that, and that's the thing. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they're only releasing one a week. I suspect that's what they're doing. Yes, they are. I don't know how long the episode run is. Is it ten episodes? I don't think it's twenty two for first season. Uh, not sure. Maybe right. in the uh, the article as we talk here, I'll, uh, I'll so, skim. But... So, what happens when Star Trek ends? Who's keeping CBS All Access for reruns of other CBS shows? How many people are going to cancel their subscription? Yeah. So you get this. You get the... this nice little bump for a couple of months. But then you lose it, and it, it's purely a Star Trek bump. And right. So it's so what, what no they've casual done. Bump. What they've done is they've given themselves a Game of Thrones scenario where people are signing up for Game of Thrones. Um, but HBO has the the wonderful thing of having a, a slew of past shows 
that people are like, well, I think I'm going to give up after Game of Thrones. But then all of a sudden they're like, eh. Everybody talks about this wire thing. Let me see what the wire is all about. And then they get hooked on that. And then they just hold on to the damn subscription until it's time for Game and, of Thrones again. But not only that, but HBO almost consistently has something new starting. Yes. One thing ends and something else starts up. Yep, like yep, yep. it's 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 a rotation, right? Um, We're in a weird little all... downtime now, I think. But but HBO is really good about that. CBS All Access has old CBS shows and Discovery. Like that's yeah, all it has. That's it. So you, you can uh, you've got all the all the the young Sheldon you want to watch, and, and hey, all the CSI you can possibly stomach. Yeah, <laughs> great. You know, there, there's not there's not the level of of quality that you can compare to to an HBO. There's there's been some great stuff on CBS. I was a CSI fan for the first as, until uh, until William Peterson left. Um, Gil Grissom was his character. You know, I so it, it's it's not they're they're quality shows, they're good shows, but it's I, I, it's. They're just not the kind of thing that's going to, I think, is going to retain people while they're in between Star Trek seasons unless they start producing something also knock down, drag out awesome. Yeah, I just I don't see it as a sustainable business model long term. Um, The other thing that I thought was really weird is how they're releasing these. So it is once a week. It's not bulk. I get that. I understand why they're doing that. But they're also choosing to release it at an actual regular release time. Like a primetime release time. New episodes are going to go up on All Access at 8.30 p.m. on Sundays. Okay. Why would you do that? Why would you try to compete? Because, because let's be honest. Most people that are watching Star Trek are, are probably watching it on a mobile device. Maybe on their smartphone. I don't think there's a CBS right. All Access app application yet right i don't think there's an app yet is there i don't know i believe so yeah oh is there an app i, I think that there's there's an app as well it's it's on the apple tv uh etc yeah. doesn't it just seem bizarre to you that they're choosing a regular prime time release time like why not just make it available at noon that day they're not selling ad space yeah that's a that's an excellent point you're gonna and, go up against and now you're, they're going up against football right now right. i mean there's probably not a huge crossover between Maybe football and star trek but there i bet there's some but you're going up against other shows that are on sunday night you're yep. going up against the convenience of sitting on your couch <laughs> for some people because right. not everybody's not gonna everybody have, can stream not, not everybody, everybody can bounce can it to the tv right yeah so a lot i think a lot of people are going to be watching this on laptops mobile devices etc right um and if they've got their regular TV on in the comfort of their couch, are they really going to wait until 8.30 to watch Star? Are they going to wait till the next morning yeah. when they're comfortable at work or wherever on their commute, you know, wherever they might be? I just, it just seems it's a bizarre Strange. model to me. We're, and I, to be honest, a lot of that probably comes from the fact that we're, we're in this weird limbo right now of, of a, just absolutely dramatic game-changing shifts in how media is consumed on a television front as it right. is. Netflix has completely, completely upended this entire game. So now everybody is trying to trying to figure it out now. And unfortunately, everybody is trying to figure it out by putting out their own shit. Um, so as opposed to just using what's at their disposal now, which blows my mind because CBS is working with Netflix That's on what this. I mean. They C- gave them the international distribution. Yeah. So so what are you doing, man? Right. Well, because because they want they want they want what they, they want what they feel is a direct revenue stream. But right. but the my my problem is that a lot of shows on these platforms and on network, you have to rely on. It's the same with opening up a shop, right? A storefront. You have to rely. You can't just rely on what you know is going to be the customers that are going to shop there. You have to really be able to count on foot traffic. Right. You have to be able to count on someone stumbles by. 
and walks into your shop and buys something. Exactly. Right? And that's the same thing with – so you put something on this exclusive platform that's very niche, that doesn't have a lot of else to offer. You're not getting any foot traffic. No. You're getting people who are solely paying for that show. At least on Netflix, maybe you maybe you watch something on Netflix and it pops up and they're like, you know, come up next or now featured Star Trek Discovery. And you're like, oh, you know, maybe I do want to check. That's 22 minutes. All right, I'll put – and, you, and yeah. you pop it on. Like – and you mean to tell me they couldn't broker a deal with domestic Netflix to say, look, we get, you know, X amount of dollars per episode or stream or whatever, whatever yep. kind of deal. It just seems really backwards to me. And I, I have a problem. We talk, we've talked about this before, but I have a problem with this in general because the whole point of all of these apps and all these things, the whole point of cord cutting was to save money. Yeah. But now you have to buy 50 different. Cord cuttings, yeah, and th- this to, is to get what you want. And now the, you're right back. Now you're right back where you ended up. This is what I've everybody has seen Netflix, coming. Too. HBO Go. I've got to have CISO. I've got to have Prime. I've got to have CBS All Access. I've got to have Crackle. I've got to have yeah. Right. I've got it's now. I'm, I'm going to have to have Disney. I'm going to all these different things. And by the time you're done, you're up at eighty bucks, ninety bucks a month again. Like, what's the point? Exactly. It's it. It becomes. It becomes. So I, I useless think to me. What we're what we're looking at is is all of these. Branch out apps are, are are going to do what what happens in any of these situations. Right. We we see a technology, we see a, an avenue to uh, to a, a good capitalistic uh, capitalist stream, and uh, and everybody jumps on it and saturates the ever loving shit out of the market, and then uh, little by little they start to crumble. Um, you know, same goes for um, the the various streaming devices that are out there. There's, sure. there's a million different things out there, and little by little they're starting to you know falter, or people are just picking their favorites and, and locking those in. So the, right. the, these little knockoff ones are just. Farewell, right. bye bye. Um, Roku so I think that's, and like the and like the Apple TV, I think are probably the two. Those big, are the two yeah. big ones. Uh, you're, uh, the, I, I don't I don't hear much about the Chromecast anymore. Nope, so that I, kind of died. That's kind of petering out, and then the Fire Stick mm. is kind of you know, yeah, fizzling. kind of died. Yeah. And then uh, the only thing I think that may save the Fire Stick is everybody. A different topic entirely. Everybody's yeah. going nuts over anything Echo. Like, there's a lot of people I know that have this that scary ass fucking microphone yeah. in their house, I know. Including, including my dad. Uh, for reasons we can't figure out. Um, my dad has one. He loves it. I it's my my dad too. He like, thinks it's the best thing since sliced bread. I, literally, I, I can't get on board with those things. But but now, like everybody's all into the Echo thing. So I think what might might save the Fire Stick is is people getting more into the integration with all yeah. that and being able to just say, "Hey, Echo, play me Star Trek Discovery," right? And then up it goes. But it's it's just there's just there's too much to keep track of. But too many apps. And, we've seen uh, some and... of these things start to fall already. Like CISO already folded. Yep. A couple of weeks ago, CISO yep. was yep. like, "Nope, we're done," and they folded up. And I think most of their original content went elsewhere. Like I know I CISO re- is where Conman was held. Uh, right? No, or Conman no. is on Comic Con TV. Oof, for some fucking reason. Was it was no it CISO, the first no, one on CISO? Uh, I feel like it was on CISO at some point. No, no, Harmon Quest was on CISO. Huh. Um, and CISO also had some weird other, it had some other weird reruns of like weird, it had some weird shit, like Spike TV type stuff. Okay. It had like, like Nightcore. It was like weird. Ah. It was weird. They, stuff they must've just randomly gotten the rights to. Right. Um, and you know, I, I, I watched Tarman Quest. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. So, you know, CISO <laughs> is no longer around and, and we'll, we'll, we'll leave. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. What I, what I suspect is going to happen maybe to save the show is maybe after season one wraps up its run on all access, 
maybe then CBS will give it over to Netflix. Right. Like Netflix will be able to run season one yeah, I mean, and, and that, lead up to season two. I imagine that it, they have the deal with Netflix. I imagine that's what's going to happen. I mean, it happens with tons of tons shows. Of Netflix stuff, has sure. shows. Once, once they've aired their initial run on broadcast or, right. or wherever it was, um, you know, they pick it up the following year or, or a matter of half a year later, they, uh, they start airing the episode. So I imagine something like that's going to happen down the line. Uh, maybe they'll try to get um, once the the season's wrapped up. They'll try to get uh, get some uh, additional money from folks like me. They're like, right. yeah, I, I don't mind buying it if it's on iTunes. I don't mind buying it if it's on uh, if, if I can get a Blu-ray of it and get it with some extras with some commentary and shit in there. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. splurge and support the show that way. Um, so maybe they'll they'll try to pull those streams and then and then go for the Netflix uh, release on that. What I'm curious to see is is when they crunch the numbers, you know, and and determine, hey, are we gonna continue are we going to continue or are we going to hemorrhage money on this are we going to lose right. money uh i'm interested to see if they move it to broadcast and and give up on trying to have it be the flagship of this all access that might be faltering yeah what the, i mean what the what the move would be would be to run rerun season one on broadcast like over the summer yeah or during winter break or something like that and then run season two in the regular fall pickup season right. time slot right because you've got to give you're going to want to sell season two. The only way you're going to sell season two is to make it season one available to people. Right. So you're going to have to rerun it, which wouldn't be a bad way to go. No. But look, we're, this is all speculation. So, But uh, while we're talking about shows in space, I have not seen it yet, but I've heard really good things about it. You've watched The Orville. Yeah, uh, the Orville is, is Star Trek on broadcast TV right now. It's uh, it's a, so it's not Galaxy Quest. It's, it's more not Star Galaxy Trek? Quest. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's not uh, uh, it's not parody. Okay. It's it's a it's a it's a goddamn Star Trek show. It's it has an additional comedy edge to it. Okay. But it's not it's not what we're used to with Seth MacFarlane with the with the over the top sure uh, humor and uh, and what have you. It has its moments that are that are that ring of Seth a little bit, but they're 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 much more muted than what we know from his animation, uh, what we know from his films, right? Uh, and so on. It's um. It's a blast. I, I really dig it. I really I really enjoy it. Um, it's uh, what I and there's this, the subtlety that that sold my wife on it. She's a big Star Trek: The Next Generation fan. She uh, she grew up watching that, uh, loving that. And and I pointed out a nuance to her with the the way the Orville works. When they cut to a commercial break, um, it's that uh, it, it it's played and it's mixed. Exactly like how Star Trek: The Next Generation would cut to commercial, like the music has these these big dramatic swells, right. but maybe the music fades out a little oddly quicker, and it, it's a kind of a jarring cut to the commercial. It, they they mirror that exactly. That's weird. It's 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 like watching new Next Generation episodes with a little uh, you know, yeah, a little edge. little little comic edge to it. Yeah. It's 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 all in that universe. I, it's a Star Trek show. It. On Fox and with the, and a you know different universe and ship design. But I'm it's, hoping it's on. It has all so of the I flavor of, of track. It. Um, but I really uh, I really dig it. I, uh, I it's a half I, hour show. It's um, an hour show. It, it uh, uh, you know that's a good question. I know the pilot came in at uh, at 45 minutes, um, but I I don't. I, hmm. It may be an hour show. I think it's an okay. hour show. Um, I'll have to check the times on the uh, on the other two episodes because I um I don't remember how long they were. <laughs> Fair enough. I enjoyed them that much. I don't know how much time passed. Um, but the first one uh, rolled into forty five minutes, so I don't know if they did a double whammy for the first episode or if they are all an hour. Um, but I yeah, I recommend checking it out. It's um I I have a good time with it. Um, let's uh, let's jump over to 
Uh, we're going to jump around on the spreadsheet a little bit. On uh, the spreadsheet and the prep sheet. I apologize. I should have organized this better, but yeah, eh, whatever. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the CW shows because there's a couple of stories in here that we can talk about real Coolness. quick. There's going to be a lot of you on these. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of run through the bullet points real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Jackson has been cast. She is a UK-born Bollywood star. She has been cast in the role of Saturn Girl. Okay. For uh, Supergirl, the next season, season three, which is scheduled to air next week. All the shows, by the way, on the CW are kicking up um, next week. So we're getting the introduction of Saturn Girl. Then later in the season on um, on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, we're getting the Ray, right? And he's going to be part of the Crisis on Earth X, which is the four show crossover. Um, that the C- the CW is giving us this year. Nice. Um, the four-show crossover will include Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, Phil Jimenez is creating artwork for it. Um, he did some posters for it. And you you would know Phil Jimenez, his art, if you saw it. His, his Wonder Woman run is very well known. Right. Um, and a, a nice guy, too. Um, the crossover is officially described as follows. With all the heroes in town to celebrate Barry and Iris's wedding, villains from Earth-X crash the festivities with a, gently, uh, with a deadly agenda. So, look, I, that universe continues to grow. Um, it, it has its pitfalls. Not every show is great every episode. Um, not every show is great every season. Um, I think The Flash was lacking. Personally, The Flash was lacking a little bit two seasons back. Arrow has had Arrow's a couple of rough seasons. A bit, yeah. The end of last season, the last three or four episodes of last season of Arrow were really good. Supergirl's actually been pretty consistent. Legends is much better in season two than it was in season one. But but the overall package of those shows, like the overall just universe that they've created. Right. They all play really well together from what everybody really says. Really well together. Yeah. And, and, and they've nurtured the characters. And you care about the characters. It's nice when you care about the characters, it's, and you know a little bit about them. It tends to be rare in a lot of uh, a lot of these shows. After a while, you just throw them at you and hope something sticks. So the CW shows all ramping up next week. It should be another good uh, set of seasons for all those shows. I think Black Lightning starts next week as well, but Black Lightning is not part of the CW universe. Right. For some godforsaken reason, yet, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the same way Supergirl wasn't originally either. Yep. They'll put him in another, another alternate dimension. And yep. Blah blah. Next year it'll be a five show crossover. <laughs> Why would you just not put him in that show? It makes no sense to me. So anyway, we'll see. Those those are kicking up. Um, we have two musicals. Yes. In the news this week, um, Rent is coming to Fox. On January 27th, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the year and how Rent seems like the most unlikely musical candidate for Fox. I'm a little surprised by this. <laughs> and, and it's, I mean, there, there's going to be a they have to make a lot of changes to get uh, to get up on the network now. I, I have uh, for, for, no for language, idea. especially, but uh, for I, language, especially be interesting and how they're going to skirt some of the subject matter. Yeah, I, I Rent is a. Unless they just go for it, I mean, you know, they they did do Rocky Horror, so there is that. But they did do Rocky Horror. Uh, they, I I don't I don't I, I, don't I know. I'm I'm intrigued to see uh, see where that uh, um, see how that lands. We don't have any of the cast yet for that. I suspect we'll learn of that probably soon. But that is coming. Um, I think we'll in, uh, uh, in January. Think they'll get a hold of any originals for this one. You think they're interested in getting a hold of any of the originals for this one? I don't think any of the originals would be interested in reprising it. Mm. And and to be and to be honest with you too, I kind of feel like I'd like to see some new take. 
Not, yeah. It's not, yeah, I would like to see a new take. But not only that, but and this is no knock at any of the talent from the original or even from the <laughs> film. They're all stupidly talented oh, yeah. actors and singers. But I feel like Rent has to be cast young. Yeah, and all of those actors are are getting up there a little. They're not old, <laughs> but they're older than they're older than what would fit. They're older the than subject. what they would fit for rent. Like the only one, like, like maybe Collins could be a little older, but Jesse L. Martin's not coming back to play Collins. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> I I think I think they'll go all new. I think, and that's fine. I'm I'm okay with. It. I'm I'm just I'm more concerned with how they're going to pull it off. Yeah, that's uh, it's not a. Um... It's not a broadcast-friendly musical no, it, at all. It certainly is not. <laughs> um, this next, this next one, this is broadcast-friendly. This is broadcast-friendly. And originally, I wasn't overly excited about this, but this news makes me excited, or at least you know, picks my interest a little bit. Uh, Matthew Broderick has been set to be the narrator in a Christmas story live, also on Fox, coming this December, December seventeenth. Um, this is also going to be a musical. Matthew Broderick, of course, is going to be playing the voice of the grown-up Ralphie Parker. Yep, which was uh, Gene Shepard in the movie. Right. Uh, the author of the original books. Um, Stories, excuse me. Uh, I like Matthew Broderick. He has one of those very iconic, recognizable voices yeah, that I think would do well as a narrator. Yeah, and I... Um, we may see him. I'm, I'm trying to remember if the narrator, the narrator is visible in the show. I believe the narrator is visible. I, I feel uh, so like may in see certain him. sequences, he is on stage narrating yeah. Yeah. the content of what you're seeing. Um, but uh, I can't imagine, even if it's not in the original, I can't imagine them using Matthew Broderick and not showing us Matthew Broderick. Like they're going to yeah. show it's He's too big to just kind of gloss over. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. I, I, again, I like Matthew Broderick. I think that, uh, I think that he's just iconic enough. He's got a good comedic delivery and, uh, I think he'll lend himself well. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I think he will fly. Okay. I'm, I'm not a particular fan of Maya Rudolph. So that's my, my one turnoff oh, for the show. I love Maya Rudolph. I, uh, I don't enjoy Maya Rudolph. <laughs> uh, I have maybe, uh. Maybe when the mics are off, I'll, I'll share my oh, my right. Rudolph story. But I, uh, yeah, I have. Uh, I don't. Uh, I care for her too much. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the the story itself is uh, is a lot of fun. I, I think um, uh, this the um, the musical is. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. Isn't that great? It just went away. It's thanks, Maya Rudolph. Again, <laughs> this is why I don't like Maya Rudolph. Um, but no, I think this will be a lot of fun. It's uh, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> this next one I'm actually really excited about, which is, you know, maybe that's odd. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but Underworld, uh, a TV series, is currently in development from Len Wiseman. Um, it has no home yet, but the series will be a pretty big departure from the films, Wiseman tells um, Deadline. Uh, I don't want to say it's more adult, but it's definitely less comic book in its tone and its character. I can get behind that. Now, the reason I'm excited by this... Now, I have not seen all of the films in the Underworld franchise. What are there? Four? Four or five, or yeah. Five, right? there, there was the one without... Without Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Um, um, which was, uh, I think, a prequel of some sort. And then... Uh, and I think Kate Beckinsale did maybe one more after that. Yeah, there... So it would make four? There was... There was Underworld. Um, Underworld Evolution. Right. Underworld Rise of the Lycans. Underworld Awakening. Non and Underworld Blood Wars. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So there are five. So there are, yeah. Um, 
I liked the first two. Those yeah. are the ones I've seen. I liked Same the here. first two. Um, I liked the way they handled the vampire mythos. Yep. It felt very vampire the dark world. Yeah. Not the not the masquerade, but no, the dark the, world. The follow-up. The, yeah, the, the follow-up. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the whole, that whole general universe where you have right. the introduction of the, the werewolves and whatnot. What, dark world that was called? I think it was, was dark. It was dark something, wasn't it? It was when they it tried like, to reboot it. was the White Wolf universe. But it was the yeah. White Wolf universe. And they yeah. rebooted everything. They rebooted uh, Werewolf. They rebooted Vampire. They rebooted Mage, I believe. Yeah. Um, and what was the other one? The ones that were shapeshifters. Um, oh, started with a shit. C. Changeling. Yes. Changeling. Um, so I, I like the property of Underworld. I like the, um, the world of Underworld. And so to see it get... Um, a different tone and a more drawn out series where they can really delve into characters yeah. and storytelling. That's pretty exciting to me. I think it's a rich property. I think what this boils down to is is what home it lands at. Yes, you know if it uh, if it's, it lands at a solid home, that's going to uh, gonna treat the production nice. We got something good. Um, I also I also think it's time for vampires to come back in a less sparkly format. Oh God, yes. It's been a while. Yeah, we haven't had a serious vampire. I mean, even True yeah. Blood, which took away the sparkle, but True Blood was like practically softcore porn, <laughs> which was fine. I mean, it was what it was. And I love True Blood. I watched it right through to the end. Right. But I mean, even True Blood was a bit hokey at yeah. times with uh, how they handled some of the material. Suck it. <laughs> but I liked it. But it, it'll be nice to go back to like some really dark, deep, under like vampire mythos. I'd love for them to reach. You know, to treat Blade properly. There's all those. There's oh, at least yeah. once a year we get a Blade Three I'm rumor with Wesley Snipes. I'm waiting. And I'm for like, him fucking to come back. do it. Just he wants to do it. Yeah, it's Marvel. He has can to do. do it. He absolutely can do He's it. He's still a beast. That son of a bitch hasn't aged since the since the third film. Well, you know what they say. Is it is it is it, is it okay to say that? I don't know if it's okay to say. That. I mean, it is what they say. It, it, it's, it's whoever they may be. Uh, uh, they they say black don't crack is what they say. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's offensive. I don't. I, I think it's a compliment. It's certainly. It's a compliment, because let me tell you, white cracks pretty easily and burns. So you know, I just I just ticked off another notch yesterday in the uh, revolution around the sun, and I I see the cracks. <laughs> Believe me, that's right. Happy birthday, thank you, sir. PK, thank you. Um, Can so, we talk yeah. about what I'm excited about with yes. TV now? Yes, let's do it. Uh, so HBO officially gives an order now. Yeah, Damon Lindelof's take on uh, Watchmen. Uh, I'm trepidatious about the Lindelof name attached to it, but I'm excited as fuck that uh, about HBO taking on this story. I, I can't wait to see what they do. I really can't. And I, and I, I, I've actually, enjoy, I, <laughs> I was staunchly so against them. And so like, I'll never even read it. And I read the before watch some, mo most of the before watchman books. I've heard a couple of them are very good. They're uh, the, I read the, uh, the Rorschach one. I heard Rorschach. Excellent. Was good. I heard the uh, Doc Night Manhattan Owl. one. Excellent. Yeah. The Night Owl one. Very good. Yeah. I heard the comedian one was not great. Uh, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Um, and, uh, and I think there's a Silk Spectre and an Ozymandias one. Yeah, I, I heard I heard less than stellar things yeah. about Ozymandias. And I, honestly, I don't recall Silk Spectre, what, oh, what I heard about it. But, yeah. um, but, uh, but I, yeah. I really dug them. So, And I'm, I'm curious if they're going to dip into any of that sure. uh, level of the mythos as well, since they, now they have so much room. Or are they just going to do 12 episodes and each episode is an adaptation of an issue? I don't have a problem with I that mean, either. Either one of those is okay. It all works. I'm just I, I love Watchmen. I love Watchmen as a book. 
I love every iteration of what Zack Snyder did with the film. I love the theatrical cut. I love the director's cut. And my God, that ultimate cut is glorious. Um, so I, I'm ready to see somebody else take it on and see what, uh, see what happens. One thing about HBO, though, is HBO does not like to traditionally do one-and-done seasons on their True. shows. Right? I mean, even Game of Thrones is getting how many prequels? Six or seven thousand? <laughs> so many, they, right. many prequels. So I would not be surprised if, if what they do is not give us direct translations of anything. Mm-hmm. What they do is they tell the entire the entirety of the original Watchmen series right. with the prequel stuff from before Watchmen, like interspersed in where appropriate right. so that after maybe two or three seasons, you will get a healthy dose of all of the material right. with Tales of the Black Freighter mixed in there as well. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe strike up a finale with the actual end of the original book. Right. You know, that when the when the series is done, that's the that's the point that they're striving for after stretching it out for three or four seasons. Which right. Is, and that's a the original book itself is a rich book. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like so you can absolutely stretch that out for two, three, maybe even four seasons if you uh, if you were ambitious right. enough and anyway. It, and it, especially right. at ten episodes a pop like HBO tends to do. And you can use all of that source material without actually doing like a traditional prequel season, a tra- you know what I mean? Like you can kind of weave it in. And yeah. with some clever storytelling, and Lindelof is halfway decent at writing mysterious, bizarro storytelling. So yeah. um, we'll see how that uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm excited for. I'm it, jazzed. I, I am, I am jazzed. That. Can't wait. In the we never thought it was going to happen department, uh, Avatar two started filming this week. Amen. So um, eventually we will get Avatar two. Um, the release date for this is December eighteenth, twenty twenty. So we still have. Two years and change yep. for it to come out. Um, but the third film is 2021, and the fourth film is 2024. So I don't know why such a big jump, but it looks like I'm wondering if they're going to film two and three back to back so they can give us that one year apart release date right. and take that little bit of a break. Right. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I know I'm not the only one, but it feels like I'm the only one sure. who's like, bring it the fuck on i know i'm excited for it i love the first movie i still love the first movie i've rewatched it fairly recently and i still dig it um I, you know it, it's it, the simplicity of the story is what it is it's meant to be a visual feast uh and and it serves that purpose gloriously but, and and we've had this argument before not me and you have had this argument but i've had this argument before with people where people who knock that movie for the simplicity of the story but what I tried to explain to them is a story doesn't need to be overly complex. Exactly. For the sake of being overly complex. A story that has. Story's got to be a story. Right. Period. A, a story that has a very good um, beginning, middle, and end with a very good, you know, moral outcome or, a, or you know, it's a moral. Avatar is a morality tale sure. in a lot of ways. Um it doesn't have to be complex. It has to deliver the content to you in a unique and new way that can make you appreciate what they're trying to do. And that's exactly what yep. they did. That, I mean, it was visually Pure gorgeous. Yep. It, it, it broke all of the barriers in 3D and, and visual storytelling for when it came out. You have to give it its due. And, and it, was, it was a good movie. Yep. And if you're only... Co- it was too simple. Wait, those are the same people. It was the same exact movie as New Hope. But it's the same group of people. Ugh. It's the same argument. Like, it, it, you're just lazy. You're a lazy movie reviewer. 
my opinion, of course, and you can hate me if you do. And if you do, you can give us a call over at the GVM line. 201-730-BKGS. Um, we still have a bunch of news stories to go through and a little bit of product, but I'm looking at the time there on that clock, and I'm thinking maybe oh, we wow. should take a break. We, uh, what, what, where the hell did the time go? Ah, we were talking about good things. We are. Well, we should, uh, we should take a break then. So we will be right back uh, after our only break with Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 468, The Road to New York Comic Con. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, Remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. news lately i need to uh put them get them back into rotation they were like they were like your go-to for a very long long time, time long time it's yeah it's uh i started doing that whole like spinning fire around so i listened to all freaking dubstep <laughs> and, and and just fucking dance music all the time wow 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 yep but I, ma- mostly basically um my my new favorite song um pk my new favorite song is um Seals making noises because they're sad because they can't have any eggs. Oh my god, do I love that thing! My, I like my poop. I, I, I was crying. I, I was crying. I laughed. I, I, birthday was a little rough go yesterday. I, I, cause I, I you know, and I worked and I, I barely slept the night before. It, uh, it was a rough go. Uh, my friend sent me that video last night, and I, I laughed. So, so hard. My, my my wife was legit getting concerned for me because I wasn't. I was not breathing. I was not breathing. Tears are streaming down my face. I'm turning every shade of purple. Uh, what we're talking about? I, I guess just Google uh, seal doggo. Uh, <laughs> seal wants eggs and makes noise about it. Any combination of that in, in YouTube and find this thing. The noises this thing makes and they, and somebody captioned the noises. You have blurf egg. <laughs> Egg. Um, I like my poop. <laughs> I like my and, poop. He actually <laughs> And he says oh. it. If you listen to the seal carefully, yeah. he says, I like my poop. And the other one is beef. Go. It's <laughs> my, my other favorite one. I, I watched uh, these. I, I watched the one and then it linked to several other videos, oh like one after the other of this thing. And I, I can't, I laughed so hard. I can't believe I didn't soil myself. It was hilarious. People at my office must have thought, that I was drunk <laughs> or sick because I was I was 
gasping for air <laughs> at one point in time. Like, legit, I could not catch my breath. I yeah. was, le- and I, I watched it. I, I watched it like six times. <laughs> I I shared it with our our friend Mikey. Oh God, um, because he was he was talking to me about something else, and and Mikey is prime for those of you long time mm-hmm. listeners. And I was just like, dude, you have to just stop what you're doing. Stop everything and, and... watch this video. <laughs> and it's amazing. So seek that out. <laughs> Beef, <laughs> oh, making me beef, laugh. go. <laughs> um, all right, but on anyway, serious news. Yes, of course. During the break, there you heard um, our lovely sponsor, Build the Millennium Falcon. Uh, not Build the Millennium Falcon. Build R two D two. Yes, Build R two D two dot com. This is an amazing, um, fully. Uh, Fully rendered, developed, electronics, working R2-D2. You get uh, a piece a month via their subscription service. You can go to buildr2d2.com to subscribe, or you can give them a call. 877-544-6779. And you can jump on board. You will not regret it. It's an amazing piece. It's frightening the amount of things that thing does. Um, uh, my goodness. Yeah, it's insane. Um, we also have a new sponsor oh. uh, for this week's show and for the next several weeks. Um, and I'm actually really um, ex- excited about this sponsor. Uh, this is the New Jersey Comic Expo. Yes. Uh, the New Jersey Comic Expo is a family-friendly celebration of comic books and everything pop culture. Taking place on November and 18th, uh, 18th and 19th, 2017 at the New Jersey Convention and Expo Center in Edison, New Jersey. That That center, by the way, is an amazing location for a convention it's, it's spectacular it's perfect it's it's easily the best in this area easily uh it, it a parking is a dream yep and the expo center is laid out marvelously marvelously great great choice for a con uh the new jersey comic expo is the place for comic book fans geeks and creatives to come together as a community and revel in the fun and entertainment with events featuring the liberty science center cosplay workshops celebrity and creator guests and a whole lot more you can get your tickets now over at newjerseycomicexpo.com um up on our website there is a banner over on the right hand side that you can click on and there is also a link in the show notes for this week's episode um New Jersey Comic Expo is probably hands down, not even probably, is hands down my favorite local show. Yeah. I, um, um, I'll I've second a, that. They're in their third year now. Um, they made some great improvements from year one to year two. Um, I'm looking forward to, um, you did not go Which, last year. Last year I, I was away. Correct. Right? You uh, went but the year, year before one. is when we, that's when I, I was in my glory. Yes. Uh, get, surprise getting to meet Garth Ennis. Yes. Uh, was amazing, and that's what we also that's we uh, we hung out with uh, Kylo Vin at we did. Uh, that one that time. Yeah, we did. Yep, Kylo Vin. One of my another one of my good friends was there. Uh, my friend Trash, who I know listens to the show. Hey, Trash, what's yep, going on? That's where I met Trash. Um, yeah. So um, uh, I went again last year with Big Kev. Um, again, we hung out with a bunch of people. Trash was there again. Um, lots of great guests. I am really looking forward yeah. to going to awesome this con. show. It's it's really it's serious. It's one of my favorite. Uh, local shows. It's a great convention center. It's a nice lineup. Um, tickets are reasonable. I want to say they're, you know, don't quote me on it. Go to the website and yep. check it out. Um, cause I, I have a price in my head, but I might be a little bit off. So go to the websites. Tickets are available though. Now, um, they've started to announce some of their guests. I gotta tell you, man, some of their comic book guests they've announced so far. It's a really nice lineup. Yeah. Um, and you know what? That, that's nice to see at a comic book show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> comic book guests. Imagine, imagine comic book creators yeah. at a comic book convention. 
And That's nice. I know, right? And, <laughs> and I, I will say, one of the best artist alleys at a local convention as well. Yeah. It's huge. It's like four or five rows, and it's organized, and it is filled with talented people. Last year, a good friend of the show and listener of the show, Anthony Helmer, uh, had a booth. Right. Um, I don't know if Mr. Helmer is getting a booth this year yet. I think he might be on the fence about it. <clears throat> <clears throat> Mr. Helmer, uh, paging a, uh, Mr. Helmer. There's a member of the show who hasn't met you yet. I, I think have, you need a booth. Uh, Let's see your art in person. I have local beer for you this time. Nah. From my local <laughs> brewery that PK can vouch for. They make some really tasty stuff. Yep. I'm just saying I'm putting it out there. But uh, definitely come and check out <laughs> the NJ Comic Book Expo November 18th and 19th. We are going to be there um, at least one of those days, if not both. And it's going to be a good time. Awesome. Let us move on with some more newsy type goodness. What from else where we, we got? Left off. Do we want to talk about uh, my other wheelhouse here? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, according to Dennis Villanueva, uh, there will only be one version of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Infamously, the original Blade Runner has about one hundred and fifty six different versions that have been uh, yes. put together uh, over the course of its life since nineteen eighty two. Um, and he, uh, he is quoted as, um, the question was asked, you know, are there, is there a plan for multiple versions of Blade Runner 2049, uh, which is out this fall? Uh, and he said, uh, no, no, I don't believe in that. When I cut something out, it's because it's dead after that. Uh, it's like a branch of a tree cut. I never put out extended versions or additional footage. If it's not in the movie, it's because we felt it was not appropriate or good enough. I don't do that. I hate that. Honestly, it's never better. The extended version. Um, I'm going to cut that off there. Uh, I, I, I'm with him on that front, and uh, but where he's coming from, he he's making films in an era where the creative control largely is more firmly in the director's hands, so they can more adamantly put out what their vision is in the first place, uh, and they have that flexibility. When Blade Runner was out in '82, and that's not to say that there's not a tremendous amount of uh, studio meddling. That right. goes on. Look at what's been going on with the DCEU, for God's sake, yeah. and so on. So, of course, all that stuff happens, uh, but it's 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 not as prominent as it, as it was then. And and often directors are making choices to put director's cuts out there. It's a marketing thing. Hey, we can sell more Blu-rays that right. way. Uh, sometimes it's uh, well, I'm not going to get the rating that I want, but I want this to be seen in theaters. So I'm going to do I'm going to put the a little harder edge stuff in a director's cut, so I can at least have my sure. my more uh, uh, start more dark vision right. out there and so on. Um, so you know that that's been the legacy of Blade Runner is you know there's all the studio meddling and the, you know the force the uh, the voiceover and so on and so forth. So Ridley was never fully, fully in control of his vision in 82. And so these years and these various versions that have come out since then are him kind of wrestling control. And, and now we have the final cut, which is, this is what I, this is what I wanted. Yeah. Right. I don't know that that's how Ridley Scott sounds, but whatever. Um, I mean, I get where Villanueva is coming from. Um, and I think especially in regards to this film, because it has such a history of having a million versions of it. I think he has to be adamant he has to. He has to come out and make that yeah. stance because otherwise people are going to suspect it. And the problem I have – see, I don't care so much in terms of Ridley Scott, right? Because in terms of Ridley Scott, I think he was in a precarious situation. Yeah. Um, I think Hollywood was different then. You're right. There just wasn't as much trust in directors. Right. There also wasn't trust and, in the property. Especially for such a, a niche right. genre film. Blade Runner was a failure. Right. 
out of the gate and has has only become the the masterpiece that it is and the and the beloved film that it is Years later. You know, with with the, the cult following and the growth through that through that channel. Right. Um so it's it's a very different climate now. I, but sometimes I feel like it's done just as a gimmick. Like Oh, the uh, director's cut? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, of uh, like, course. Like in Batman versus Superman, that absolutely, to me, it was like, well, this tells the real story. Uh, that felt like a gimmick. And to me, it was, that was a cop-out. Did you did you see the, uh, did you sit through the extended? I did, unfortunately. Version? <laughs> I did. And, and, and you know what I liked about it more than the other one? Nothing. I liked nothing more about uh. it than the other one. I hated it just as much, only it was longer. So yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm on board with Villanueva for this. I'm happy to say, I, what this makes me feel confident about though is that he feels like this movie's done. It's ready to come out. It it's nice to see someone that confident in their vision. That's it. He this is the movie I want. Right. It's done, and you're Enjoy. getting it. Yep. That that gives me a lot of hope, and not that I didn't have hope, but it gives me a lot of confidence yeah. in the product that we're getting to see yeah. what he wants us to see. And and that's just the end of it. Yep, yep. And so that's good. I am I am confident in his confidence. And and I mean, listen, the the, the team he's assembled for this thing. I, I mean, yeah, Roger Deakins at the helm here. Right. That was an instant boost to my confidence in the first place before we even got anywhere near uh, hints of scripts and casting and sure. all that. So uh, yeah, it's good to see him just say, "Yep, this, this is what it is. It is you get what you get, and you don't get upset." That's it. Um. Moving on, Mark Hamill, Lena Headey, and David Bradley are joining Guillermo del Toro's Troll Hunters Season 2 for Netflix. If you have not watched Troll Hunters Season 1 on Netflix... This is animated, right? Go watch Troll Hunters on Netflix. It is animated. Yeah. I never got around to watching um, it. I didn't check it out. But, first of all, it's beautifully done. Mm. Like... Anything that Guillermo del Toro touches is artistic. Oh, yeah. Just because that's just who he is. His films are always artistic. They're always beautifully shot. They're always beautifully crafted. The creature designs are always so fantastically done. Troll Hunters, just because it's animated, does not shy from that. And the story really is multi-level. Yes, a younger generation can absolutely enjoy it. Yes, an adult audience will absolutely love it, especially if you're a fan of fantasy and Guillermo del Toro's prior work. And with the addition of of this casting in season two, um, that just makes it that much more exciting for me personally, who's already sat through season one. Right. I think I'm actually going to go back and watch season one again um, as a lead up to season two. But if you haven't watched it, you absolutely should seek it out. It's it's worth your time. It's worth the however many hours you have to put into it. But um but it's so good. It's such a good show. What do you got? Like, uh, you know, 13, 10, 12 episodes? Yeah, I want to say it's 10 episodes, some somewhere in that ballpark. Half hour, hour shots? Half hour, oh, I yeah. think. That, that's an I easy. I think. That's an easy That's like five week. hours. I mean, you could theoretically blow through it in a day. What a if great... You were, uh, if you were motivated. What a what a great trio to add to, uh, to a new season of that, too. My, I know. My goodness. Um, we had some product on this list, but I'm going to skip the one product that's on the prep sheet. Oh yeah. Uh, the one that's on the prep sheet, I'm going to skip. I'm going to save that for big. Uh, oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we do have some new trailers and clips that we could talk about. Um, the gifted, we got a new clip from the gifted. It doesn't show a whole lot of stuff that we haven't seen already. I am strangely excited for the gifted. I went into this with a lot of hesitation and not excitement, but the more I see about it, um, I've seen some of the, 
designs for like Polaris, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm 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 starting to get more on board it, it, with it, this show. I think we 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 have potential in this definitely. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, Nightfall is a new series coming to the History Channel. It tackles the Knights Templar. Um, I watched the trailer for today. It debuts Wednesday, December 6th, 10 p.m. on History Channel. I watched the trailer today. Um, it looks good. Yeah. If you're into period pieces, if you're into, you know, knights in armor, and, and this is not fantasy. Oh, no, no, this no. Is this is historical. historical. This is historical. Yep. Um, if, so if you're into the Knights Templar, if you're into um, that sort of... You know, armor and swords and, and intrigue and political intrigue and and religious undermining in history. Um, it's uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited to, uh, to to check this out. So uh, that's coming to us soon. Um, and then what I'm saying is probably the most exciting thing on this uh, trailer list for me personally. Big Hero 6, the animated series, is coming uh, November 2017 nice. to, um, I believe, Disney XD. Um, I actually went back and watched Big Hero 6 recently, like three days ago. Recently. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that is a great movie. Like, it's really well written. It's really emotional. It's visually beautiful. It's so different from the comic book. If you try to compare it to the comic book, you're going to be miserable. You have to just just take it on. You as have it to is. just take it as it is. But it is so well done. Um, San Francisco is just beautifully designed and rendered. Um, it's got a great voice cast. Um, you're not going to be entirely thrilled by the voice cast. And some oh, regards. there she is. But but it's a really good movie. And I was watching it the other day, and I was like, God, I hope I don't have to wait ten years. For a fucking sequel. Mm. Like I did The Incredibles. And then, oh, right, the animated series is coming out. And that's going to essentially be our um, sequel. The voice cast, some of the original voice cast, I should say most of the original voice cast, is returning. Um, Maya Rudolph is coming back as Aunt Cass. Jamie Chung is coming back as Gogo. Scott Atz, Atzit, I can never pronounce that dude's last name, mm. um, is coming back as Baymax. You know who that is, right? He's from 30 Rock. And, yes. Uh, and, and, and by the way, that guy, Scott First of all, one of the nicest guys I've ever had the pleasure of meeting mm-hmm. just walking around in real life. And a huge nerd. Scott used to... Really? Scott used to... I haven't seen him... I didn't see him last year, but Scott used to go to New York Comic Con every year. Okay. He used to swing by the booth. Not because he knew us. I'm not playing that up. But just because he would walk around and he would stop to see what... Because we always nice. had like art and stuff out. Just a big nerd. And um, you know who else used to come to? Uh, the guy that played .com. Used to come to New York Comic Con oh, wow. all the time, too. But uh, Scott did the voice of Baymax in the film. He's coming back. Um, Alan Tudyk is coming back as Alistair Cree. Um, Ryan Potter is coming back as Hero. Um, and Genesis Rodriguez as Honey Lemon. And David Shaughnessy as the butler Heathcliff. Um, new casting is uh, Carrie Payne and Brooks Whelan coming back as Wasabi and Fred uh, previously, those were voiced by Damon Wayans Jr. and T.J. Miller. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, okay. I, I'm pretty excited for Big Hero 6. Like I said, it's probably one of my favorite Disney animated films. It's just so well done. The story is so strong and so good. Um, I think you should really check it out. I, I, yeah, that's that's one of those ones that I see it pop up and, and go, oh, I should watch that. And I never do. Have you but never, uh, have I've you never, never seen, seen Big Hero 6? Oh, my God, you should watch but Big Hero 6. But I do Hero need 6. to see that. Yeah. You, seriously, it's <clears throat> it's like the perfect superhero movie. Like, it, it has all of those elements that you would love from the Avengers, you know? Oh, nice. I mean, it, it just has all of those. It's got a really rich story. It's clever. 
It's fun. You and it's straight Disney. It it's not Disney Pixar, right? It is straight Disney. This okay. is this is Disney animation. It was not Pixar. Gotcha. Correct. Um, all right. We have some product that I want to talk about, but before we get into that, because it, it kind of ties into comic books a little bit, um, I've been reading Metal, Batman Metal. Right. It's been so good. It has been so good that I'm actually reading all of Batman Metal. Like, I'm actually seeking out the side issues and books uh, okay. that I don't... Tr- like, I don't normally read Teen Titans. I don't read Nightwing. Um, I don't read Suicide Squad. Yet, I bought all of those titles this week. <laughs> Now are they to read the are these separate from the rebirth line or it's are, part are, of rebirth? It's all part of because I haven't I haven't reached that point yet in Batman. I fell uh, I fell off the wagon a little bit and I'm I'm behind by quite a bit. It, it's part of rebirth. Okay, so it, but now it, it's a it's a Batman Metal is a separate rebirth issue though, correct? Or it is, is it part of the actual Batman line? No. So there was there was Batman casting, mm-hmm. Batman the Forge, then Batman Metal. Okay, then Batman Metal two. Then there was like Batman. There was like four. There was like four or five books that were just one issue, kind of quick hits to introduce certain elements of the story and right. move certain parts of the story along. And then there's the Batman Metal title, which is just up to issue two. But then the other the other books are all part of their regular story. Like so, for example, next week the Green Arrow title that comes out next week is the is the Metal tie-in. This okay. week's Suicide Squad was part of their regular numbering scheme. You know, it's and it, gotcha. but it's part of their it's part of where they're going with the story. And when it's done, it'll just move back to the regular story. I'm right. sure when it wraps up. But this this goes until like February. Oh wow! It's okay. it's, it's got a while. Well, and it's going to gonna hit up. on a bunch of different books. It hits the Flash eventually, Hawkman eventually. Um, it has to hit Hawkman eventually because it's all about nth metal, and you know, that's kind of what Hawkman's right. about. But it's but it's been really well done. Um, Scott Snyder, who's writing the main book, is probably one of the best Batman writers ever. I put him up there with the greats at this point. Like oh, yeah. he's just hands down one of the best Batman writers. Um, and the story is interesting, and it's and the concept behind it, without bogging it down, is they kind of discover another another Earth, like another multiverse. You know, there's right. different Earths, um, and this one is like a dark multiverse, and it's these twisted, demented versions of all of these DC characters. Like Batman is some weird, like H.R. Geiger. Oh Lord, <laughs> nice. Like sadomasochist. <laughs> I, seriously, he looks, he's got like the queen alien mouth sort of, no eyes because the cowl covers like almost his entire face. And it's kind of like a Joker smirk, but not really. That's disturbing. And he's got like a pet, he's got like a robin on a leash. It's really fucked up and bizarre, but it's really good. Um, so that's that's been going on in comics. And, and there's a lot of other great indie titles that I've been reading. But one of the things um, that I do is I subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. Um, I think it's a pretty good service. Um, it gives you a really rich back catalog of books. Oh yeah, unlike Comicsology Unlimited. Um, mm. um, and not only that, but um, depending on the tier that you subscribe at, you also get a discount off of your books every week. So every week when I buy my books, I get it's twenty percent off or ten percent off. I don't know. Is that through the Marvel app or does that translate to Comicsology? That might be something I need to look into. No. So so all right. So here's the problem: you have to buy it through the Marvel app. Right. Or the Marvel digital web store on, on your computer. Right. But you could sync it with your Comixology account so you can uh, read it okay. all within Comixology using the Comixology reader. See? Isn't that nice how that works? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's real easy. You, you, you buy it in the Marvel app, but it appears in your Comixology app instantly. Like, like literally by the time you close the Marvel app, it's already in your Perfect. Comixology app. 
and I read exclusively in the Comicsology app because I like the I like the reader. I like how it formats and yep. moves around. Um, but part of the Marvel Unlimited, if you go at a higher tier, now I do that. I do eighty dollars a year is the tier that I I'm. I paying jumped in at seventy for Marvel, when, whatever right. deal I got. Yeah. Um, I get the discount code and I get some swag. Last year I got. A, I don't have a swag tier, so I th- yeah. Right, I so be, you're, I you're, have the, to you're the tier. Right, touch any of this stuff. Um, so last year was a really cool Captain Marvel figure. I jumped into that tier because I was like, I, I could sell this Captain Marvel figure, and I did. I sold it for like forty bucks. Nice. So I paid off more than half my membership with the exclusive figure, and then I got to enjoy the benefits of the discount every week. But I got to tell you, I easily saved eighty dollars. Nice over the course of the year because I read enough Marvel titles. If you include all the Star Wars stuff. Right. That I read. I'm reading X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold, the new Astonishing X-Men. I read two Spidey titles and like three Star Wars titles. So there's like... No more uh, no more cap for you? Why is there, uh, no more Secret Empire? Oh, oh no. No? No? Oh, no? no. I don't want to go back to that? Mm. No? 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 More going back to that? Yeah. Um, and I think I'm going to start reading Gwenpool. Oh, yeah? It's really weird. But I like it. Huh. It's very like... It's very like comic within a comic within a comic within a snow globe. <laughs> it's very okay it's very it's very meta i've read a couple issues and i'm like wow i i kind of dig this and i think i'm gonna jump on board and with marvel unlimited i can get some of those early issues i think for free gwenpool you, I, we, we, I wonder if our uh our mutual cosplay friend will uh investigate that for a, a new uh maybe a new shoot yeah i actually uh speaking of our mutual cosplay friend uh new jersey comic expo is looking for cosplayers and they had they put up a big thing on their facebook page today and i actually tagged her nice in it they were like you know tag your favorite cosplayer that you know is local so i tagged her in it um we're talking about uh dancer kate yes k-a-y-t on instagram and i forget the name of her facebook page i apologize i'll try to throw a link up to it um but she's a great cosplayer she does some great stuff um but i tagged her in that because i was like hey you're local and You've got a bunch of cosplay. Maybe you want to check it out. And she she wrote back to them and stuff like that. Perfect. So maybe we'll get to see her there. At least maybe she'll get to go. That'd be fun um, to run into her. But um, so this year's Marvel Unlimited box just came out, and I just wanted to quickly talk about what came in the box because I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, that thing you showed me before. I'm uh, I'm yeah, I'm uh, I am impressed. Very impressed with that. So it comes with all sorts of swag every oh, year. Wow. Yeah. Um, so th- this is a yearly box that they put out. Correct. That, that we're talking about. So okay. you subscribe once a year. You pay your one-time fee. Yep. You get the box a couple weeks later, and then your membership is good for the whole year. You get the full Marvel Unlimited library. Mm-hmm. You get the discount code um, that you can use every week, and then you get a little bit of swag. Nice. Um, and this is this now the year's box. So let's say people signed up for this this particular tier a month or so later from now. You are, still get this box. You still get this. This same box holds for until. Uh, until next year. Next year around this time. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because when I signed up for last year's box, I was already I was already three months into when that box had come out or four months into, and I got the box anyway. They release at the top of the year or they do uh they have like a maybe. I'm not I'm not I, I assume it's probably the top of the year, and that, that makes sense for when I'm getting mine now. So okay. some people have probably had this for months, but I got it now. Fuck you, I'm talking about it. <laughs> um so so this month's or this year's box Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Exactly. Comes with a really cute um, kind of chibi Thanos patch. Of course, Thanos is all the rage right now because of the Infinity War and uh, the Avengers that's, films coming out. That's disturbing, actually. I know, I, but I kind of like it. <laughs> I love it, but that's that's freaky. Um, it also comes out with some really nice cap and spidey pins. 
I'm pretty stoked for the uh, oh, for bad. the Spidey pin. <coughs> Cat pin, I could probably care less about the Hydra motherfucker. But um, <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry, he's not Hydra anymore. They fixed. It. Oh, the, oh, the, oh, they fixed. Did they did fix it. that? They did they fix that? Fixed it after all, all of that. That it's not, it, it turns out it wasn't a thing, huh? Yeah. I can't believe it. I'm surprised. I'm, were you surprised? I was surprised. Oh, yeah. um, in addition to that, you also get three um, three comic books that have variant covers exclusive to the subscription. Ah. So this is Edge of the Venomverse, issue one. Um, this is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, issue one. So the Telltale series is the video game. I was just going to say, as in Telltale Games? Um, the video game has its own unique story. Um, that's brilliant. It's The game is not overly challenging to play. Uh, the Telltales typically right? aren't. They're more about storytelling. But the I story feel. is so good. Rocket nice. is so good. Groot is so dry. I mean, it's just, it's really fun. It's a great, unique story. It's the characters that you recognize from the film more than you recognize from the books, really. Okay. But it's but it's it's really good. So this is this is like the uh, they're doing comic adaptations of some of that story. So nice. that's what this is. And then you get um, Spider Man Two, issue one. I have no idea what this book is, but the opening panel is Miles Morales and Peter Parker. Ah, okay. So um, I probably will read this. So is that Spider Man Two T O O? No, yeah, no, yeah, no. It is. It is Roman numeral ah, two. Okay. Um, but uh, but it, I'll check that out, and then maybe I'll jump on the book. And then the final piece um, in this box, which you know, I was planning on selling the figure that came with this year's box. Uh, that's but, a, I, but I think I'm going to keep. This. That's an impressive piece. It really is. Um, and I think this might be the only time they they've done this. I could be mistaken. In the, in the uh, actual uh, like in Armani the actual suit line. there. Yeah, like like just him. Mm-hmm. Like, not in an Iron Man suit. Of course, we're talking about Tony Stark. We're not just talking about Tony Stark. We're talking about Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark. Yep. And we're not just talking about Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark. We're talking about, holy fuck, they shrunk Robert Downey Jr., put him in a box, and sent him to my they, house. For, for I mean, that's an, a really impressive likeness. Yeah, the likeness. The likeness. The, the likeness is creepy good. Beef. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> I like my poop. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man. And, and he's, you know, he's got, he's got multiple points of articulation as you would come to expect from the Marvel legends the, line. That's uh, um, I, I always forget that double elbow articulation yeah. exists. So you can, so you can, you can get him holding up a phone if you really want oh, to. For sure. and so on. It's, uh, it's super articulate. Um, and, and often you trade articulation for likeness in a lot of these kinds of pieces, but not the case here. The likeness is spot on and the articulation is glorious. And, um, you know, the, 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 the sculpt- Did you just break that side? No, no, he's got, um, Oh, it's a clicky, uh, he's clicky got hips. a clicky joint in the middle. That, that weird, um, <laughs> I thought you just snapped him right in two. No, that, so that weird torso joint. Yeah. On a lot of these figures, it's not just a traditional joint because what happens with that joint is over time it it tends to loosen mm-hmm. and eventually you get scoliosis hero <laughs> so so uh so so they they put it they put that they put like that little bit of a tighter type joint in there that yep. won't do that over time so he's got clicky joint but uh no the likeness is spot on uh the articulation is great the suit is really nicely done the sculpt the paint job i i think i'm going to keep this figure because the it's, figure it's feels, that good it feels like something snarky yeah, it like does. You, right? you, yeah. He's got that look. He's got that. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know how they to really nailed that it. Look, they but, really, really nailed it for that. But it's I'm that impressed. Tony Stark look. But uh, yeah, so check out Marvel Unlimited. I, personally, from a from a subscription point, um, I think it is much 
better bang for your buck than Comixology Unlimited. And I love Comixology. For an unlimited service, That is my go-to app. But honestly, the best way to take advantage of Comixology is to use it weekly and to take take advantage out of their sales. Their sales are phenomenal. Because their sales are always good. Their sale right now, by the way, if you haven't been on their website today. uh, No, actually, they're doing a bond sale oh i haven't been so to i don't yet, i don't so. know what that includes um there's a there's some bond that i, I could, the that original varger series ended and then there was adalon that was right after that and then there's been other branch outs yeah. warren ellis isn't writing it anymore so i kind of mm, i kind of tapered off a little bit but but if it's on sale and this it's might cheap. be it, yeah I, if i can if i can get it uh, for a, a good price uh, yeah we're checking out now because sometimes you get stuff 50 percent off sometimes you get like buy two or buy one get one um, also, Comixology is really good at price reduction. Yep. Like, um, I think it's six months out, or it might even be less. It might be three months out. The price drops by a dollar on pretty much all of their books. On most books, yeah. So, uh, I think that varies because I've seen that happen in as little as about three months out. Yeah. And, and I've seen it take longer in other well, cases. Marvel books take longer yeah. because on the Marvel app, they take at least six months. Right. Right. right? But, uh, but DC books might be less. And independence, I'm pretty sure, are less. Yeah. Um, but that's great because there are a lot of books that I want to read that I don't buy as they come out. I just keep on adding them to my wish list. There's so much to keep up with. And so when like the, the stuff you really die hard about, jump on out of the gate. But I had, if you can wait a while, wait a while. I had, a week ago, I had 47 books in my unread comicsology library. Yeah, that sounds about right for... Uh... For where I, I'm at, I am I so much shit to read. I am now down. To, <laughs> I am now down to twelve. Nice. I'm in, impressed. In a week's time, but I got to be honest with you. It's because I've. It's because I've. I've consciously stopped watching television. Like I, I said, you know what? Aside from Big Hero Six, which I watch with my family, mm-hmm. but I've consciously said, you know what? I'm not gonna plop my ass in front of the TV anymore. I'm not gonna do it on my lunch break. Like I'm behind a couple episodes on Preacher, and I'm like, you know what? I am just going to use my brain and I'm going to read yep. for a couple of weeks. And yep, so yep. I've just been catching up on all my comics. And with one exception of a book that I bought that I took a chance on, Dastardly and Muttley. Okay. Um, I have liked everything that I purchased. Like, I'm really enjoying X-Men Blue and Gold. I'm really enjoying the two Spidey books that I'm reading. I'm enjoying all the independent books. And I'm reading some really weird independent books right now. I'm reading this one book called, um, oh, fuck. Oh, shit, I forget what it's called. But it's, it's <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting no, no, title already, it's, sir. It's uh, Hearts, Heart something. It's about Amelia Earhart. Okay. And the premise of the book is she doesn't die. She actually ends up in like this alternate fantasy world. Okay. And and, and she's trying to figure out how to get back. But it's but it's so the premise is kind of weird. But it's just well written and it's well drawn. Um, and it's interesting enough to like. All right, I like this. I'm, you I'm sparked my board. curiosity I'm about that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's, there's a couple of other really good ones. Uh, Skin was a book that came out last week. Dude. It's really bizarre and good. What if that's the real story of Amelia Earhart? Whoa. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Comixology is a great place to go and check books out. Um, but with that... Um, I, I think we're at the, I, I do have one quick thing. I know. Oh, wow. We're way over, but, um, I wanted to mention Peso publishing has started a Kickstarter, which I yeah. believe hit the airwaves today. I, it was the first I saw of it was today. Uh, as of today, it has 20 days left on the Kickstarter, uh, for their Starfinder 
uh, game that uh, recently came out. Uh, you've heard me rant about it on the show. I, I absolutely love it. I can't wait to start our campaign, which we're looking at uh, probably November at this point when uh, we're going to get a little uh, group together uh, and start playing through the uh, the adventure path that they're releasing little by little and then, uh, and then be Starfinders. Um, they're producing miniatures. Official Starfinder miniatures from Pezo, and they're uh, initially uh, bringing these out in a Kickstarter campaign, um, which uh, which hit today. The goal is fifty thousand dollars. When I first uh, discovered this today, it was at about six grand, uh, as far as pledges go. Towards the end of the day, I went back. I decided to make my pledge, and when I went to make my pledge, it was over twenty five thousand dollars. And uh, you have it uh, right in front of you there at this point. It was about thirty thousand right before we started recording. What are the odds of that damn thing's funded now? <laughs> it is at forty thousand oh, three hundred. That's going to be funded tonight. Hours. It's yeah. going to be back tonight. There's, yeah. it's, it's not. Maybe even by midnight at that rate. Yeah, excellent. Um, so yeah, they're making official miniatures. They are. Um, their Kickstarter ends in twenty days. The um, shipping uh, date they're aiming for May of next year for uh, for shipping of the pieces. I have a feeling what they're doing is. Uh, I'm expecting they're they're doing this Kickstarter push to kind of get them out initially, but I think they're going to go to retail at some point down the line. Uh, the one issue I have with the Kickstarter is their pricing tiers for their rewards. They only have they have three tiers. The first tier is the dollar tier, right. which basically, hey, you want to stay informed? Give us a buck, and right. that keeps you informed as to the progress of the miniatures. And then it jumps. And then the next leap is $100 right. is your next buy-in uh, for the adventure uh, tier, and that gives you uh, X number of miniatures from the hero line, X number of uh, creatures and encounters, and maybe a ship or two. And then there's the campaign line for 180 bucks, which gives you uh, your heroes, your your other tiers, and uh, and you have slots where you can add things to. And then they give the breakdown of, like, here's uh, encounters, and then you... you, the, you with each tier, the adventure or the campaign tier, you are provided a certain number of slots. And then you can add additional slots for like 10 bucks a pop, uh, which would be more slots to have more different types of miniatures to add into your, your system there. Uh, the miniatures, the renders of the miniatures look fantastic. Um, it's, uh, it's a beautiful range of stuff. I actually backed it at the, the 180 tier. It says the 180 currently. tier gets you $430 worth of miniatures. If yep. you read the description. Yep. So, intense. Yeah. It's pretty intense. And doing the math today, the, the campaign tier, it boils down to about, uh, I did the math today. It was like about, it was about like three bucks a figure is what it boils down to, which if you can afford the initial outlay, maybe split it up amongst your campaign group. Uh, or if, yeah. or if you, you've got, you got the cash as a, as a, as a game master, uh, or a, a star Lord as it were, boom, boom, uh, which I, I may uh, adopt as the, uh, instead of, uh, DM or GM. Um, you know, if you want to put the, the coin out for it and have all of these miniatures, great. You're going to have to do a lot of painting, but if that's your, your thing, you know, fantastic. You've got, you've got a great initial outlay for a lot of miniatures in one shot. I have the feeling these are probably going to be around seven bucks a pop when they actually hit retail. If they actually hit right. retail, I'm in that weird catch 22 of like, I'm not sure if I want to back it, but if I don't back it and they don't go to retail, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. I'm going to be so pissed, but I, 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 I'd be shocked if it doesn't go to retail with the po- the popularity of this game is massive. It is massive. So. Uh, and it's, they've had a wonderful, massive, beautiful, huge launch. And uh, there's a great Starfinder group group on Facebook that I'm, uh, I'm a part of. And I'm loving reading the, the posts from the people. It's a great community. 
Um, so I, I can't fathom they're not going to go to retail, but there's always that outside chance. Uh, you know what? I, and I just don't want to risk it. <laughs> I, honestly, for the 180, I think you're better off just sticking with it. Yeah, and, and, and it's and it's the, a shit ton of miniatures for 180 bucks yeah. out of there. And, and they're really nice looking, too. And, really, and really nice you looking You know what pieces. the truth of the matter is? If at some point in time you decide you don't want some of them or you don't need some of them, you probably could flip a bunch of them and I make back a, absolutely a believe that. good chunk of change. Yeah. So that's uh, that's hit. It's it's absolutely going to be funded before the night is out. So uh, so the, look yeah, it up on time, Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, by I guess the time you, you hear this, it might be funded. It, yeah. Uh, so uh, so give it a look, and uh, maybe that'll uh, be a thing for you to throw some money at. And uh, yeah, join the, join us, fellow st- spacefarers in the in the realm of the uh, Starfinder stuff. All right. So, yeah. With that. Uh, don't forget, you can check us out online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff. You can also find us uh, over on the social medias. I am GeekStuffOG across all the social media platforms, including the PlayStation Network. Uh, Big Kev is Big Kev on Twitter and Instagram. And I want to say he's Big Kev GS on Xbox One. That sounds right. Um, PK? I am K Robert Marlowe over on Twitter and the Instagram. Um, if you would like to be a part of the show, you can give us a call over at the GVM line. 201. I jumped on you. Sorry. 201-730-BKGS. Don't forget, you can go over to the webpage and check out our two sponsors, Build uh, R2-D2, as well as the New Jersey Comic Expo. We encourage you to check both of those out. Support them because they support us. Of course, if you'd like to give us a donation for New York Comic Con, we would hugely appreciate it. You can use the PayPal button or you can send us directly via PayPal. BigKevsGeekStuff at gmail.com is the PayPal address. And uh, I I think that might be it. Uh, I got nothing. I will report on October 8th because we're not we're not back until after New York Comic Con, are we? Uh, correct. Correct. So the weekend of New York Comic Con, uh, a lovely, wonderful birthday gift from my lovely, wonderful wife. Uh, she's taking me to see in and of itself uh, at the Daryl Roth Theater in New York. This is Derek Delgadio's. Uh, I shy, I I don't know that I want to call it a magic show, but right. it, it is a magic show technically. But it's an experience, a theatrical experience, and it's been getting rave reviews. And anybody I know that has seen it has been screaming about this. So I look very forward to seeing this and probably raving about it myself. So uh, when we're back, I'll uh, I'll have a report on in and of itself in New York. Nice. Um, so with that, PK, we will end this show the way we've end, ended no shows prior to <laughs> by saying uh, the Starfinder Masterclass Miniatures is now up to $41,000. And on that note, we cue the music.